Yo, 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 what's up, man? This is your boy, Young Rex, and you tuned in to Rexy T's True Crime Stories. I'm doing this a whole different way right now. Y'all tell me if y'all like it. It's more of the fact because I like to pause a lot, and when I'm just recording straight through Anchor, I can't pause. So a lot of times it'd be unprofessional because I'll try to look at something or glance at something and it'll throw off my train of thought. So... I used to just have like long pauses or like little moments where I'd be like, you know, yeah, that's the case. Uh, that's the reason because like that. So I didn't want to get out of it. I wanted to be a little more professional and a little more on the professional side. So my studio, shout out to Studio One. It got a whole podcast uh, recording part on here where I can let the host, I can plug up another mic and let somebody else talk to me. And I'm thinking this next episode, not this one that I'm about to do right now, but the one after, I will have a guest. I'll have a guest. I do have another mic, but it's not like uh, how I got this one. So I got to figure out how to get it set up, how to get it connected and how to work without, you know, frequencies and all that stuff throwing it out. But. With that being said, first I would like to say before we get into this story, I appreciate everybody that's listening, everybody that's that watch my YouTube, to everybody that just support. Even if you only click on it for 15 seconds, long enough to hear the ad that I got in the beginning. That means a lot to me because you see my page and it brought interest to you to click on it. Um, I'm still baffled by the people that's watching. Oh, look what I can do now that I'm recording from my studio. It's all over the the country. I don't know if this like regular or if this like norm, part of the norm, but for me, it baffles me to see Germany, uh, the Philippines, the United Kingdoms, and everything like that listening. Like, at first, it was just saying, like, Texas, the United States, uh, Houston, stuff like that. And that was expected. But then when I started seeing, like, overseas, like Guam and uh, Switzerland, all these people checking out my podcast, which I can't tell exactly how long they listen to it or whatever, but however long it, it adds to a view or a listen. So that works out in my favor. So to everybody that does do that, whether you just listen for a little bit or you listen all the way through, I appreciate it. Um, so with that being said, we about to jump right in. Let's go. So. This is the, sorry if I butcher your name, Elias Otoro story. And when I start telling this story, um, you would think, why didn't I name it the Nick, the Nick Otoro story? (laughs) But look, this took place in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, I don't know how they work. I did hear that a lot of crime and stuff take place uh, when they're there. And I did hear that a lot of crime goes unsolved. And I did hear that a lot of crime is made from teenagers. So, this is a story of a young man who meets a girl on Snapchat. And it was a setup all along. But, 
The person that got set up didn't even die. It was the brother. And see, that's what threw me off because, okay, we're going to get into this story, right? Alyssa's or Toro, he was 20 years old. Oh, no, he wasn't 20. He was a little older than 20. His little brother was 20. So, Alyssa's, Alyssa's, I'm sorry, I know I'm butchering your name. Please forgive me. Um, He, like, already had his mind set up he had a fiance about to get married uh kids he had uh got his uh he went to the department of correctionals academy i guess that's like a security guard or a police officer or something i'm not sure but i know he was licensed to carry um i know he was real family oriented he was the older brother of two more brothers and a sister or two sisters and two brothers or something like that but um, he was the oldest And when you the oldest That comes with protection And you know Over protection and X, X Y, Z But anyway He had a 20 year old brother named Nicholas We gonna call him Nick Nick my good guy Had to be a handsome young Hispanic male uh, Spoil He was riding around in his mother brand new Red drop top Lexus, yeah, like, but he had been talking to this girl on Snapchat, and they had been talking for a few days, and you know how it goes. It's just kind of like one of those situations where we talk, we talk, we talk, and then it's like, hey, let's meet up. So they decided to meet up at this park called Avalanche Park in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Right from the jump, it felt weird. Because I think they met at this park, like, middle of the night type situation. One in the morning, two in the morning type situation. That's the first red flag. But anyway, we ain't going to go into red flags just yet. Um, They meet up at the park. Uh, While they're talking, it started getting weird. First of all, first of all, let me scratch that. Because anybody that does online dating or online chatting... The number one thing you want to find out first are, is, is, are you talking to the person that's being betrayed on this picture? So, when he pulled up to the address that she said was her house, um, he instantly felt relief because it was the person he was talking to. So, that was the first good sign. So, if you had any kind of red flags or any kind of, like, ooh, upset stomach situations... When he seen that she was the person that she said she was, it kind of relieved all that. I know it did. So now they get in this car, they get to the park, and that's when things start being weird. She's asking questions like, where do you keep your money? Do you have guns on you? That necklace look nice. How much you paid for it? First of all, these are gold digging questions right off the rip. So even if it wasn't a setup, I would have felt the way because of the simple fact that she was asking those questions. Um, during those questions, that's when he noticed that she on the phone with somebody. Like, I mean, everybody familiar with iPhones now. Now, maybe back in 2008, 2009 or some shit, when they first came out, then you, you can be like, oh, well, I ain't really familiar with the iPhone. But like nowadays, they use them on movies, commercials, everything. So even if he didn't have an iPhone, some kind of way he noticed that she was on the call so that spooked him and he was like you know what i'm about to go 
the, the moment he jumped in his car, another car pulled up where three armed dudes hopped out. One of them held him at gunpoint, robbed him while the other two ran through the car. Nick seen himself, the girl, go over to the other car. Keep that in mind. Nick seen himself, the girl, go over to the other car. Okay, anyway, right when he thought it was done, he was like, okay, I, I got set up. They robbing me. They can have this. They can have that. It is what it is. No, it wasn't over. They felt like they didn't get enough money. So whether he had $20 on him, a couple of valuable things, AirPods, necklaces, or something like that, they felt like there wasn't enough money. So now they decide, and this is the part that I don't get, because Nick has a mom. And matter of fact, that red Lexus that he was driving was his mom's. So I don't know how it went from them making him call his older brother Alyssa's and tell him, hey, I'm being held hostage. They want a thousand dollars in a gun. Me personally, I wouldn't think to go to your brother. I would think to go to your mama, go to your dad. Who car this is? Is this your mama car? Yeah, let's go over there and get this money. But apparently, either Nick said something or, you know, they just, maybe he was talking to the girl trying to make it sound, sell sound good and mentioned that his brother got a lot of XYZ. So maybe that's why they picked him. They called demanding money on FaceTime. When the car pulls up, in uh, Alyssa's driveway, Nick's oldest brother, he runs outside aiming the gun, telling him, release my brother now. At that second, he got hit five times by one of the masked men. <clears throat> At this point, Nick was able to get out the car, run to his brother as they fleed the scene and Nick car in the other car. I know Nick was feeling like it was his fault. He called his mama instantly, yelling, screaming on the phone that this just happened. His mama got there within five minutes, but even she couldn't do anything but sit there and watch her son die. So when the police showed up, Nick told them everything. Nick told them uh, he went, he met this girl on Snapchat. Uh, they went to a park. He realized that he was being uh, recorded. So he decided he wanted to leave. This happened XYZ. XYZ. So even then when he was telling her that he met the girl on Snapchat and he showed them the Snapchat and everything, he had received messages from her after it saying, oh my God, are you okay? I'm still running. I don't know where to go. Come on now. This is... The ultimate setup. This is let me clear my name because somebody just got killed. So let me act like I'm still scared. But Nick seen you go to that car. That's why I said remember that part. She told him, oh, my God, are you okay? I'm scared. I'm running. I'm still running. I don't know where to go. But Nick seen her walk over to that car and get in it. Stay, uh, you know what I mean? Like making, making sure that he knew that that was a setup. So... When the police arrived, they found three pistols and a rifle on the side of Alyssa's. Um, they found Nick car wrecked a couple of blocks down the street. When they did their research on the Snapchat uh, profile, it came out to an 18-year-old girl named Annabella Dukes. Pretty young lady. When they pinged her uh, phone, it came to an address with a 17-year-old 
Hispanic guy named Adrian Avila comes out that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Turns out when they pinged his phone, he was in the same location as Annabella when this took place. They also found messages uh, earlier of uh, Annabella, Annabella talking to another guy, meets up with him, they carjack him. Officers believe that this is the same car that, um, that they used in Nick's case. Also, um, uh, what happened? They put out like a $2,500 reward and everything like that. Um, what else was it? Uh, the guy came forward and said it was like the same concept. Like, they talked. They said, let's meet up. And then he got carjacked. So, they've been doing this. They even found a message of Annabella saying, yeah, when we do this, I'm going to run all off screaming like I'm scared. This lets you know that she's probably the ringleader. Maybe Adrian might have mentioned it to her and she tried it one time and it worked and she just started eating it because when you send a message, it's like, I'm just going to run off like I'm scared. You're doing one or two things. You're acting out because you're scared he's going to hurt you or you're the ringleader. You, you got part of it. December 2021, she turned herself in. That's probably like a year after this happened. And she was charged. With what? Murder, kidnapping, two uh, counts of armed robbery, and tampering with evidence. And the and, and, and agent turned himself in too, and he got hit with the same thing. So again, I can't stress how hurt this family is. Not only did Nick just go on a date, got set up, got his brother killed. Called his mom, his mom pulled up, couldn't do anything, and they watched his brother die together. I haven't heard anything else from Nick as far as mom goes. She's going around talking to other people, dealing with other people that deals with the situation that she dealt with, so that's good. Nick, I haven't heard from Nick. I haven't seen anything on Nick. Nick probably is going to be hurt for a minute. He lost his brother. He lost, like... Uh, a father figure Like all of this due to Meeting up with a girl That went sour You rob me and then you Go and want more and then you kill my brother Yeah This case was different I really thought I covered this already Like I really really Thought I covered this but when I went through My um Episodes and stuff I never seen it so I guess I must have took notes on it and then started doing something else. But as soon as I seen it pop up again, I didn't even have to take that many notes. I was just like, oh, everything's refreshing in my memory. Like, I remember this case. And I just want to send my condolences out to Nick's family, Nick and his family. And I hope that he don't feel that it's his fault. I hope he don't feel that... He's the reason this happened Which he is but it's not You can't control that He was just going to meet a girl He didn't know that they was going to set him up And then go demand more money And then kill him Like I, I would never say it's his fault And I don't ever want him to feel like it's his fault Cases like this is just unbearable You can't do anything about it It's nothing you can do about it But just roll with the punches And keep going so my condolences definitely goes out to them. 
guys make you tell me what you think you tell me what's ways to do that the first red flag for me was meeting up with her at a park at one in the morning two in the morning now unless we talked about smashing like excuse my language to anybody that's listening unless we talking about smashing slash having sex then it's no need for me to meet you at a park at one two three in the morning for us to talk and chop it up you can wait till in the morning and meet me at a starbucks because i love coffee but it's just a trial and error situation a learning situation i mean he can't learn from it because his brother passed but he's still alive so he has a chance to get back to the norm you know what I mean? His his brother left back a fiance, kids, like a career. Like he's probably feeling like I just started my life and now it's already over. No matter what nobody tell me, it's okay, everything alright. In the back of their mind, they thinking if I would have never went on that date and got set up, my brother would still be here. So guys, we gotta be more aware. We gotta be more I know a little piece of mm can make you do some crazy things but man but still like i said it's not his fault nick if you listen to this it's not your fault bro life happens every day it was nothing you could have did to control that because if you would have yelled at your brother that that they were armed they probably would have killed you i'm pretty sure your brother knew that if they was coming to demand money that they were armed he probably just didn't know that it would react like that so fast so again y'all my condolences goes out to the family i appreciate y'all watching listening you tuned in to rexy t's true crown stories first episode on my studio let's